I'm Satrice McQueen. Welcome to What's Pleasant. Thanksgiving is coming up. Students are excited about the upcoming break, and we talk to them about their plans and views on this holiday. My name is Jared Geller, and I'm a business major. My favorite Thanksgiving tradition is that I always have my family over, and we all cook the Thanksgiving dinner together. My name is Anthony. My friends call me Tony. I'm a finance major. Usually we go to my aunt's house. I get to see all my cousins, uh, so that's a big plus. What do you like eating during Thanksgiving? Everything. Whatever I could get my hands on is going down the gullet. My name is Edward Ramos. I am an IT major. My Thanksgiving is pretty, uh, pretty normal. Just all my family members, my immediate family, my sisters, um, some of my aunts, uncle, and we just all eat together. That's probably my favorite part. Hi, my name is Victoria Badiato. I'm a senior applied psychology major, also in the combined degree mental health counseling master's program. My plan for Thanksgiving, my mom's coming to pick me up, and then we're going to be celebrating my cousin's second birthday next week, and then we'll have dinner at my dad's, and I'll have breakfast at my mom's on Thanksgiving Day, so we split the time up pretty nicely, and I'm going to just be feasting, honestly. <laughs> I would say mac and cheese is a side dish for me on my plate at Thanksgiving. One of the first challenges you may face in university is missing home. Even though you're probably meeting lots of new people and trying new things, it's easy to miss your friends and family back home, maybe even your own bed. Kaylee Maritan has more. This is a totally normal common experience that lots of students share regardless of the distance. And it's common for students to feel homesick at the beginning of the academic year. The homesickness is probably the worst part about being a college freshman. Um, I don't think anybody tells you or, or you don't really realize how intense the homesickness will be until you until you experience it like firsthand. Um, I would say that whenever something negative happens to me, automatically my homesickness gets heightened because all I want is all I've ever known, you know? Uh, so like if I fail an exam or I just have a bad day, I just think like, God, I I miss home, I miss my family, I miss my friends, like I hate it here. <laughs> yeah, being homesick will, will really bring out like probably the worst in you. Homesickness is really hard to deal with because the only thing that you can really do to cure it is, is to be home, you know? It's either to be home or to accept that you're not home anymore. It's the worst when you're really family oriented, you know? Super close, super close to all my family. So it makes it that much harder. Also being so far away from home, you never really realize like how many things you appreciate and you actually like about home. Like there are so so many things I miss about the DMV that I never really thought that I would. But now that I'm here, I'm like, wow, I definitely took that for granted. I definitely never even like thought, like gave it a second thought to appreciate that. Luckily, we live in a digital age, so video calling can help bridge that gap and keep you connected with your folks back home. I, I talk to my family and my friends and a lot of the time I'll look back at like my pictures and like my text messages and reminisce about it, which, which honestly makes it worse. I'm not really sure if that's like a way to deal with it, but that's definitely something that I do. There are days when you can feel every mile that separates you from the people and places that you know and love, and that can be an overwhelming sense of loneliness. But for some people, they may not be going through those same feelings. Being away from family for so long, I guess my homesickness has 
sort of decreased as the years have gone by. I've gotten more used to spending time on my own rather than going home for breaks as often. I guess I've just been very distracted with my schoolwork and been very immersed in architecture and studio projects and stuff that I like physically have not been able to think about things like that in terms of homesickness. I think this kind of distraction is good and bad in a way because I don't have these like negative feelings of being homesick but I also don't think about it at all either in like the ways that I guess typical students feel when they're away from home. I think just being in a major that's super time consuming and very passionate in design work I have just lacked the need to think about things like that. December is right around the corner, believe it or not. Usually, when people hear December, they think Christmas and spending time with family during the holidays. But for December graduating college students, it's the end of the road for them in their college journey and the beginning of a new one. Senior Emil Mancero, who is graduating this December, talks about his experiences coming to pace as a transfer student and gives insight into his recently released capstone-directed project, Growing Pains. Go past Sridhar has more. So I'm here with uh, Emil Mancero. Emil, how are you doing? Hello, Gopesh. I am here in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so I want to ask you uh, a couple questions because, um, you know, you transferred to Pace from, uh, remind me where again? Norwalk Community College. Shout out Connecticut. So I would, um, my first question I want to ask you is like, how was the transition from your community college to Pace? Community college is a trip and I think everybody should experience it because it's like the grind where it's like other kids who necessarily didn't do that traditional college route. And it's a good like hustle environment and you meet a lot of interesting people and professors are cool there too. So it's like, honestly, now that I'm about to wrap up Pace, my time at the Norwalk Community College is probably my hardest like significant time like in a school as far as like oh i have a lot of work <laughs> so, so i find that interesting as far as pace being easier yeah no i bet and what was it about pace that sort of interested you like there are a lot of colleges that are like um you know around like normal community college i would say so what was it about pace uh specifically that interested you yeah, for sure. So what it was is that I always knew I wanted, I didn't always knew, but by the time it was for me to dip from there, I got my associates from there. So by the time it was time to skate, I was, I told my mom, I was like, yo, is this enough? Like, can I just stop going to school? And then she was like, nah, I was like, whatever. And I knew I wanted to study film. So the film programs in Connecticut were like Wesleyan and like Yale and like UConn has like a media program, but they're not like as up to that scale so as far as me being from stanford connecticut as far as like all right what schools are in my vicinity that i could commute to it came down to pace university and suny i purchased and i applied to both i got into both but pace gave me more money so i was like all right bet i'm a setter <laughs> yeah, no, i bet i bet and now uh switching gears um you took you mentioned that you took directing uh last year and just recently, actually, you released your capstone directing project onto YouTube. And 
has received a lot of great reviews. So could you just talk a little bit about your capstone directing project? What was the process like uh, in terms of pre-production, production and post-production? Um, yeah, just go ahead and uh, give us the details. Of course, yeah. So my project is called Growing Pains Intro. And it's basically a series I've been working on since forever. Since like, it's honestly the reason how I got into filmmaking as far as coming from a screenwriting standpoint. I worked at a hardware store when I was 16 and I had a bunch of 20 something coworkers and the fact that we like bounced off each other and learned from ex experiences from each other developed to this show that originally was like a very work sitcom. -y. Like I wrote the first season of it, it was 10 episodes and it was called The Hardheads at the time as far as they worked at a hardware store. And then I did a couple other stuff. I came back to it and I was like, this is great. This is good. Like, I still love this project, but for it to work, it can't be them in their entirety at the hardware store. Like they have to leave and like do new stuff and do new experiences. And so that's like the premise of it. So Growing Pains would be the show. And this directing short that I made was an intro as far as what the show would feel like and what an average episode of season one would be like. So I'm very proud of it. It came out this past weekend. So I think last time I checked, I had like 104 views. So I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, and definitely like, I mean, I was in the same class as you. Yes. But it was also like, I mean, I've seen other projects that were in that class and I've been on all these different sets too. And I remember how much of a struggle it was for some of the people in that class, just dealing with the actors, dealing with scheduling and um, dealing with stuff that happened during production and I feel that, you know, like I said, like you had mentioned that, you know, I was one of the first people done, um, you know, that's true. And, you know, that's, you know, the fact. Um, but what's also true is that, um, you know, there were a lot of uh, struggles that happened right before production, even though I was like done uh, pretty early on uh, than the, everybody else. Um, but yeah, I mean, stuff like this can sort of happen during uh, pre-production and, um, you know, you just have to sort of have to, you know, get back up after being put down. And I think that's really the lesson you have to learn there. And that's something you have to learn about production. For sure. I feel like, like looking at everybody's process, because I definitely was like, had my head on a swivel as far as everybody else all trying to accomplish like a big task. And I feel like now after I've seen, I've seen a handful, I've probably seen like eight or 10 of our classmates. And I feel like a lot of what it is as far as like having a successful film is the script. I feel like a lot of people's flaws could have been fixed in the script. And then it's just how much you went into pre-production as far as how much you're planning, how much your understanding of what you're going into. And I had a good understanding of that going into it. So I spent a lot of time like, this is what my shot's going to look like. This is where I'm trying to shoot. This is where this scene takes place. And I feel like that is like what makes or breaks your film as far as how much work you're doing pre. Because then it just trickles down from that. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, you know, looking forward to see where you end up in the next few years. And uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with me. So good to see you. GoPitch is always grinding. GoPitch is always in Wilcox. <laughs> GoPitch <laughs> is always working on something. So thank you for having me, bro. I hope you get an A+. All right. Thanks. Peace out. I hope you enjoyed this audio feast and wish our wild turkeys a safe weekend. This is Therese McQueen reporting from Wilcox Hall. And remember to gobble up our podcast next time.